I'm Lindsay Wilson, the Queen of Glam, and this is the podcast, Business of Glam. I created this podcast to help us all find the magic in business and everyday life. With over 20 years in the beauty industry, you name it, I've probably done it, avid product and fashion enthusiast, entrepreneur, and a single 40-year-old woman on a quest to live my best authentic life, I wanted to bring you people and resources to help inspire you to do the same. In balancing all life has to throw at us, the highs and the lows, I hope we can learn to ride these waves together to find the true essence of glam. Because at the end of the day, I think what we are all craving is community, connection, and a sense of not being alone. So join me on this journey to turn glam outside in. On this episode of Business of Glam, we talk with Tiffany Harrisonova to dive into human design, what it is, and how you can use it to help create your best life. We hope you enjoy. Thank you so much for joining us, Tiffany. Thank you for having me. Yes. Tell everybody a little bit about yourself and what you do. So yeah, my name's Tiffany Harrisonova. In case you were worried about like how to pronounce the name, <laughs> it's like Harrisonova. Um, and I am actually, a, I would say I'm a business owner. You know, I'm building a business, um, but I'm, so I'm a human design reader. I'm interested in creating planners um, and journals and notebooks and things like that. Um, and I also have a traditional corporate job that I'm working at full time. So I'm trying to build the business. So I eventually don't have to have that corporate job. So anyway, I did the reading for you a couple years ago. And so that's why I'm here. Yes, I know. So my sister introduced me to human design. Well, actually, I will take that back. Brooke Jean, who was on one of our episodes of Business of Glam, had first told me about human design. Then I talked to my sister about it. And then she connected us and had gotten me a reading with you for the human design chart. I think it was like a year, year and a half ago. I think it was about, it was about that. You know, it's so interesting. There's so many people that will gift their friends and their sisters and their family members readings. It's really interesting. Yes. So tell us a little bit about what human design is for everyone. Okay. So human design is essentially the science of differentiation. So, you you know, you and I both know, and, and all of us know, we're not all designed the same. It, you know, we get advice from the external world and it's not necessarily going to work for me like it works for somebody else. And so really, so human design, like if you want the textbook version, it was discovered or downloaded in the 80s, the 1980s, it, by this man named Ra Uruhu. And it has that kind of weird guru name, right? He has that name. But it's basically taking the principles of Western astrology, the chakra tree of life, or I'm sorry, the Kabbalah tree of life, the chakra system, quantum physics, and the Chinese I Ching. And it puts it all into this little, I don't know, the system called human design. And so what happens is it's very similar to astrology in the sense that you take your birth date, your birth time, your birth, birth location, you put it into a calculator and you generate what's called a human design body graph chart. And that body graph chart is going to be what your activation is, what your energy type is, and it's specific to you. So no chart, one, ch- no two charts are going to be the same. And you can then use that chart as a map or a manual to really live, lean into the gifts that you have, lean into your energy type, and really to hopefully experience life with flow and less less resistance. And that's really 
um, what the basis is all about. It's really like, how do we decondition from what the external world and external voices are telling us how we should do something? And then we can look at this chart and say, you know, and again, we shouldn't be dogmatic about it, but we should have an understanding of what energy, what works for me, what doesn't work for me, what can I ignore, what should I pay attention to? And the chart you can kind of do online, right? By yourself. Yeah, there's free um, charts out, chart generators, generators out there. I do recommend Jenna Zoe's My Human Design chart calculator because I know from working with her that she hired a bunch of like astrophysicists and super scientific people to really get it right when she had it gener created. And so I know that hers is pretty accurate and the most up to date. And then there's kind of just like specific categories. So is it four or five? So there's five different energy types. Yes, five different energy types. Tell us a little bit about those. Okay, so the five different energy types are manifestors, generators, manifesting generators, projectors, and reflectors. Manifestors are the one energy type that everybody wants to be. I always hear this when I do readings. They're like, I, want to, I wish I was a manifester. And manifestors <laughs> are always like, word. what? what? <laughs> it's a good buzzword. Everybody wants it's, to it is a good, right? It's a good buzzword. And then when I have manifestors and I do readings for them, they're like, oh, why am I a manifestor? It's just, you know, every energy type has its strengths and its weak, you know, its challenges or whatever. So anyway, manifestors are really here to, their energy is, so in human design, think about our energy types as like, how are you, Lindsay, or how am I, Tiffany, contributing to the collective, to everyone around us? How, how am I using my energy to benefit everyone in the world, essentially, or people around us? And so you really have two energy types, the generators and the manifesting generators, that are here to create energy and, and put energy out into the world. And then you have the other energy types, which their energy is a little bit more inconsistent. So the flow of that energy is not necessarily as, um, they just have different challenges and different ways of moving in the world. Manifestors have more of an inconsistent energy, but really what they're here to do is they, they have really big auras, extremely big auras. And so they can often, they, the way they move through the world is really by doing what they have an urge to do, doing what they're called to do and taking action without really needing to, what we would say is collaborate with the universe. And so they're here to inform. They're here to let everybody else know, hey, I'm going and I'm taking ballroom dancing lessons like my manifestor friend just did like a few weeks ago and whoever wants to come with me they can join me you know what I mean so they're there to kind of open the door for the other energy types to to say hey generators and you know other energy types do you want to join me with these ballroom da dancing lessons and so then what can happen is that the other people around the manifester will say yes this is something that's I that resonates with me and they and others will say no and so one of the challenges can be for manifestors because they are designed to really follow their urges and not look to other people for permission they may struggle in life with feeling like they have to stay small or they have to get permission from people before they go do things they're just really here to set the world on fire and kind of go do what they want I, I, thing yes <laughs> i wouldn't be sad if i was a manifester <laughs> i wouldn't either <laughs> And then we have um, generators and manifesting generators. So generators are really, they're here to create energy. 
energy, right? By doing what they love to do. And that sounds really cliche, but their strategy and strategy in human design means how do you use your energy with, with the outside world? Essentially, it's your manifestation strategy. So if any of your audience is really interested in manifestation, understanding your energy type and your strategy with your energy type is going to really help you manifest and, and attract what you want in life. But so they are really here to respond. So generators are meant to see what is around them. What does the universe put in front of me? use their five senses, so social channels, out in the world, um, watching television, whatever it is, and respond and say, is this thing exciting to me or not? Am I interested in this thing or not? Do I have a passion for this thing or not? And then they're so they're designed to go after it. Say, manifesting generators are a hybrid of manifestors and generators. And so essentially they have a lot of similarities with generators in the sense that they create energy. They're here to put energy out into the world. They're here to lift up the other energy types that don't have that, um, that don't have that consistent energy. And they are really here to go again, respond, see what the world, what the universe puts in front of me and go after it. The difference is with manifesting generators because they're a little bit of a hybrid they can tend to be a little more like nonlinear in their life path. So, you know, they may start their uh, career in one area and end up, you know, bouncing around to different things, just, and their hobbies may be all over the place, you know, they're interested in this thing and then that, that thing. And then they decide I'm done with this other thing over here. So manifesting generators can be a little more uh, what we say nonlinear in their life path. And then projectors are again, their energy type is designed to be a little less con consistent. They're not necessarily giving, but they're here to be the seers. So projectors are really designed to be like the birds in the trees that have this overview and this, they, they see what's going on in the environment. They see, they're here to create efficiencies. Um, a lot of people refer to projectors as the new CEOs on the planet because they're really here. They're designed to like sit in that, you know, that ivory tower in that room and like, really kind of guide energy and fix things and create efficiencies. They're not necessarily here to um, give as much output. They're more here to guide energy, if that makes sense. Yeah. And then reflectors is the last energy type. And this, so reflectors are only 1% of the population. I've had readings with maybe four reflectors in like the five years that I've been doing this. And so the, that energy type is really in alignment with the lunar cycle, with the um, with the moon, and so reflectors are essentially here to mirror back to us. So if you think about humans in terms of groups, there's always somebody in the group, or in theory, it would be good if there's somebody in the group who's really reflecting back to us, like how are we doing? Are we helping people? Are we creating more madness? Like are we like are we doing okay? And so reflectors are really designed to mirror back to everyone else how, how we're doing as a society or as a group or something like that. So their strategy is really more in alignment with the lunar cycle. So they're meant to essentially wait a lunar cycle when they're making like really big decisions or they're going after things, which is a whole nother conversation um, because that sounds a little disappointing, especially if you're a reflector, you're like, what, I have to wait 21 days, you know, <laughs> before I can say yes to this job or whatever, but it, 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 there's workarounds and there's nuances to it, but that's essentially the different energy types.
I was going to say is one more popular. So if reflectors are only like 1%, is like one typically like made up more in the world? So there are, there are more generators and manifesting generators running around right now. And there's about 9%, I believe, of manifestors the last time I looked. And I think there's around 11% of projectors. It might be a little higher. And then there's 1% of the reflectors. And if I recall correctly, we're the same. We're yes, I'm a manifesting generator. generator. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, so we're on that same page. We're, we're part of the problem running around, right? <laughs> running around doing things, yeah. <laughs> and so whenever you kind of do your chart, but there's like a bunch of other things that make up the human design chart. Because oh I remember gosh. thinking that I was just going to get like, you know, right? Like we have our Zodiac sign. I was going to get my manifestor generator title and that was going to be it and let like read all about it. It's, but there's like many other layers in the whole like chart area. So what, yeah. are, what are kind of the other big things that make up that chart for us? So there's so many, I just want to say there's so many layers in a human design body graph chart. I actually stopped producing video videos on human design for YouTube recently because I was feeling like I was it was going to be too black and white I was making and so it's so nuanced just like astrology charts you know it depends like what's your primal triad it's not just your sun sign right it's what are in the houses and what's going on right yes. so human design is the same way there's so many layers and this is why my sessions tend to be 90 minutes because I try to go as deep as I can. I started shifting to 90 minutes because I was like, I cannot finish all this stuff. And even then I don't finish everything. But the big things that you will discover are what are your gifts and talents? What are your motivations? What are your drives that you can really lean into? So what are you bringing to the work you do? What are you bringing to, you know, even relationships? What are you bringing to all of the hobbies and the interests and the passions that you have? The other thing it, that the chart will tell you is, are you designed to be consistent and listen to all that rhetoric out there that says in order to be a successful entrepreneur, you have to be consistent and disciplined and all those things. So your chart can tell you that. Your chart can also tell you what's your ideal environment. What's your ideal digestion? What's your ideal, um, or I'm sorry, your strongest sense? And what is that, your love language essentially with the universe? So that's, I mean, it, that's like a high level. So in addition to energy type, you can also get into all those kinds of things as well. I know one of my things that I remember mostly from my reading, not that all of the other stuff wasn't interesting, but like even just like that I, and better not eating throughout the day a heavy meal and my heaviest meal being at in the evening and I was like mm -hmm. I've always hated breakfast I've never needed it <laughs> yeah. yeah it's so it's uncanny especially ideal digestion what blows my mind most of the time when I do a reading the individual will tell me you know what I already do that like I already do that and it's, it's just, it blows my mind that we kind of already naturally lean into that. And then how accurate the body graph chart is, right? You I know. know. So. I was like, there were so many like little nuggets and I was like, whoa, we even <laughs> went down to the digestion that like was like spot on. Mm -hmm. I was going to say, so how can we best use human design? Like, why would you turn to human design and why you kind of explained it a little bit, but how can we use human design 
to kind of manifest and create our perfect life. So the best way to use your your human design once you discover it is to really lean into your strategy and authority. So it's going to depend on your chart abilities. So the idea with that is the goal is to free our minds. So all of us, for the most part, we have this voice in our head that says that's logical or has listened to a coach or has listened to a podcast about XYZ or has listened to this other person. And it says, wait, we should do this thing in our business because, right. you know, I so-and-so said we should do it. And human design is saying- Every day, if you want to be a successful entrepreneur. Exactly, exactly, yeah. like 100%. So the human design is saying, listen to your strategy and authority. Authority is how you make decisions. Strategy is how do I manifest, essentially. Authority can also be called your intuition. But how do I, let's free the mind from controlling our lives, from dictating our lives, from making decisions for us, and listen to the body listen to what our body is telling us. And so that's essentially what human design is telling us. So that's number one. And they say that it takes seven years to really get good at leaning into your design. I will be the first person to say that I struggle sometimes and it's easier said than done. But then secondly, it's, it, it's you know, if we if we really truly lean into our strategy and authority, everything else in the chart falls into place. Digestion falls into place. Like strongest scent, all of those things will fall into place. So yeah, and then I think the other thing that's really great about human design is it validates things. So the thing that I hear the most from people is I feel so seen. So if there is anything that you are doubting about yourself, that you feel like you're questioning about yourself, that maybe you have shadow around or you have self-worth, you know, whatever it is. When people, the thing I hear the most in my feedback is you helped me understand myself and that I can say, okay, this is who I am. This is who I'm designed to be. And I'm going to embrace it. And I'm going to be more comfortable in my own skin. Like that is the number one thing that I hear. I mean, the number one thing. Can we use human design to kind of best figure out a good career path for us? So, yes, but it's, again, it's very nuanced. Okay. And so I don't want to be black and white, but number one, and this is going to sound, this is going to sound like the easy answer, but really we have to understand our passions and get clarity on our passions first. Where are our interests? What are the things that we would want to do for work? What are the things that are personal to us? And really understand where our passions is because the chart essentially tells us, what am I bringing to those passions? What am I bringing to the work I do? So it, it, the first step is really alignment with understanding what you enjoy doing like area, like maybe you love fitness, maybe you love like beauty, maybe you love fashion, whatever it is. And then you look at the chart and you under, have a better understanding of what you might bring to that. So, so let's say you're really into fitness. Things in your chart might tell you, well, maybe you're driven to correct or fix what's broken in the fitness industry. Or maybe you have a lot of leadership energy in your chart and you really want to, you're going to show up as a leader in the fitness inter, um, industry in some way. Maybe you're, you've got a lot of creative energy in your chart and you're going to bring like new ways of doing moves and different, you know, uh, workouts and things like that. So that's why finding those passions is in where you really want to be living, you know, your life. And then what those do those things 
what in the chart is going to really um, color how you revisit you how you do that work, like how you engage with that passion, essentially. The other thing is, in the human design chart, there's also something called the personality sun gate. So the personality sun gate, um, you can find it pretty easily if you Google it and you like look up your chart. But it is essentially, they say it's 70% of your energy. So it is the one, like what we call gate or talent or gift in the chart that is what you're here to share. So think of the sun. The sun is you know about sharing. It's shedding a light on things, right? So that personality sun gate is what are we here to share? Now, the funny thing about your personality sun gate is that a lot of times we have a funny relationship with it most of our life. So we'll have shadow around it. We see it as a flaw. We don't see it as a gift, that energetic in our chart. And so it really takes a little a bit of time as we go on our journey um, to really understand and really embrace it as a gift. The other piece is um, the incarnation cross. So incarnation cross in human design is your life theme. What are you here to, you know, really express in this lifetime? And again, this is something that shows up a little bit later in life. Have you been, as you've been living in alignment and it's, what are the, what is the thing that you are here to, to do and to experience and share? And actually I pulled yours and I've been rewriting the incarnation crosses because I'm working on a course. So I'll send you your updated, like I, I'll send you your description of your cross, but um so it essentially is telling your life theme. Why are you here? And so these are where we can kind of have clues of what we're what we're here to really do and how we're supposed to make an impact. I was like, should we, I was like, I know you printed the chart, but should we kind of go over just a little brief overview of my chart just to give everybody a little example? Sure. <laughs> so just, I was like, okay. I also don't remember what my son, whatever. Personality son gate is. Okay. Yes. For example, Lindsay, you are a manifesting generator. So your energy type is designed to your, your path is probably a little bit nonlinear in life. You probably have multiple passions. You have passions in a bunch of different areas. And so as a manifesting generator, you know, one of the things I tell manifesting generators often is, you know, you've got this, like, you've got these two voices, one is this manifester side that's like this warrior voice, right? Like he wants to go do things and initiate things. And then you've got the generator side that's a little bit of a Buddha. You know, it's kind of, let's think about things a, a little bit. And so for you, you know, it's energetically correct for you to kind of get caught between like going after something and following an urge. And I'm going to say yes to this thing over here. And then what can happen is sometimes the generator side will pick up and be like, wait a minute. Like, do we really want to do that? <laughs> you know, so manifesting generators can sometimes be caught between really, you know, chasing the things that they want to say yes to and then figuring out later that maybe, you know, it, that thing isn't lighting them up as, as much anymore. And so as a manifesting generator, you have what we call the two respond strategy, which means you're, like I said earlier, you're responding to the universe. You're looking and, you know, your, your five senses are all aware and you're you know paying attention to things in your environment that might be exciting to you and your authority in your case is your safe you have what we call sacral authority which is great for you because it kind of keeps things simple it's that similar thing you are following the hell yeses in life follow the hell yeses in life even when they don't really make sense to the best of your ability another thing in your chart is 
profile. So you're what we call a three five. And I hadn't touched on this before, but profile, I don't, I don't want to leave it out of this conversation because if any human designers are listening to our human design readers are listening to this, they're going to be like, why is she not talking about profile? So essentially it's like your personality type is essentially like, how do you relate with the world around you? How, what's your internal life like? And so Lindsay, you're a three five. I'm also a three five. And really the big thing with being a three five is your, your, your life journey and the way you learn new things is through experimentation. You have, you're not going to necessarily go and read a book and immediately like be able to put things into action. It doesn't mean those things can't inspire you or inform you, but it's really important to kind of get your hands dirty and really learn things, especially in business or whatever it might be. The other thing I will touch on with your chart is that, so your, so we talked about incarnation cross. So your incarnation cross is what we call the right angle cross of tension. And so I'm going to send you the, the big long thing that I wrote, but basically you are here. So people are supposed to like the way you impact people around you is, is when, so people will essentially come into your life when they need inspiration to improve themselves, to be better, to make themselves better. So you are here to change things, to provoke other people into action, to doing things a better way, um, to inspire them to be better in some way. Um, your personality sun gate is gate 39 in your chart. And so this is called the gate of provocation. So if you notice gate 39 is also that word provoke <laughs> is also in your, in your incarnation cross. So again, you are here to Essentially, gate 39 is this drive towards moving towards abundance, towards abundance, consciousness, to be an activist in some way, to be provocative in some way. But it's about it's this drive to move everybody forward. Right. You want to take people with you sort of a thing like this gate is all about being a warrior of the light because you are here to provoke people into action, to create change, um, to really jab people in the side and make them realize that we can do things a, a better way. And that's the high expression of gate, um, gate 39. And so that's your personality sun gate. Does that, do you feel like that resonates with you or either of those resonate? I do. I think so. We were just laughing too. in our little break that we were talking about the inconsistency consistency. And I was like, I already know I'm, <laughs> I'm built to be inconsistent, <laughs> but yes. I will, I will poke you at the side and be like, come on, let's go. What are we doing here? <laughs> yes, absolutely. And so, um, yeah, so to that end, yes, you are designed. So where the inconsistency and disciplined conversation comes in is with the arrows that are at the top of the body graph chart on either side of the head. And so, yes, you're designed. So this is what's really important about your arrow combination. You're not necessarily designed to listen to all that rhetoric out there that says in order to be successful, you have to get up at 4 a.m., 5 a.m. and do things the same every single day. For you, your brain craves variety. It, it It's going to feel stifled in structure, right? In too much structure or being overly scheduled during the day. So for you, it's better if every day looks just a little bit different, if there's some variety in the day for you. And then also with your... um when it comes to discipline, it doesn't mean that you're undisciplined, you know, that there's a lack of discipline. It just means that discipline as a tool for you to get things done is not necessarily how you're going to get things done necessarily, right? It's you're, the how for you is going to look a lot different. You can be just as successful 
and it, this the how will look different. So those are some of the big aspects of your chart. It always, I remember my reading, I was like, see, this is why I was always like a procrastinator in school. I was like, ugh, due date. I hate this stuff. Like, <laughs> I'll get it done. I'll do it on my time when I feel inspired to do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what do you think are some of the best resources for people out there that are interested in one holding their chart or learning more about human design? Do you have any favorite books or any favorite resources? Yeah. So there's a lot of information about human design out there. So I recommend resources that come through the lineage, like directly from the person who channeled it. I do recommend my human design website, which is Jenna Zoe's website, just because I know her stuff. I know her approach. She's not black and white. She's not dogmatic. She does an amazing job of really explaining things in a way that's digestible. And she's not putting people in a box necessarily. Things are really not black and white. So that's number one, her website. I know she has lots of videos for human design. Also, I, I do I have um I do have the definitive book of human design, which is the book that's, you know, that's the human design book. It's a little bit like academic though so sometimes it can be hard to read sometimes it can be hard to understand and then I also do use and this is as a reader I do use a very specific incarnation cross book um, because I'm you know I want to make sure that I'm really understanding the incarnation crosses when I'm doing my readings and so those I would say those would be the three big ones love it how did you ever get involved in human design (laughs) podcast so I was, I discovered Lacey Phillips. Have you heard of Lacey Phillips? I don't think so. So I discovered Lacey Phillips who has a podcast called Expanded and she does manifest, she has her own manifestation course essentially. And she was interviewing Jenna Zoe and I was driving to work and, you know, to my corporate job in traffic and I'm listening to this podcast and I'm like, what is this human design thing? And I have always been so interested in personality types, Myers-Briggs, especially Enneagram and Myers-Briggs for me really was life-changing because it really helped me understand and work with people in my family and understand people around me so much. So when I heard about this human design thing, I'm like, I have to know. So I went home. And I Googled my chart with one of the free generators you can find out there. And I, the first thing I saw was that I was a manifesting generator. And when I read about a manifesting generator, I'm like, this explains my whole life <laughs> because I am so not all manifesting generators are all over the place, but my chart has a lot of instability. So I don't want to make black and white statements, but my chart in particular has a bit of instability in it. And I don't mean that in the negative sense of the word, but I tend to be like, I'm into tarot cards and I'm into, you know, I want to buy a Airstream and go around the country. You know, I just like am hopping from thing to thing to thing. And I've had all these interests through my life. And I always felt bad because I was always worried my family's going to think they think I'm crazy, you know? <laughs> and so when my husband came home that day, I said, listen, I know what my energy type is. So I'm embracing the fact that I'm a little bit all over the place and you need to, too. And not, he, he laughed his ass off. Like he thought it was funny, but I, you know, it's, it's just, I will get into things. You know, I had a, I saw calligraphy being done on Instagram and I was like, I need to buy calligraphy stuff. So that night, I'm buying calligraphy stuff off of Amazon. I use it for two weeks and I was done. 
Yeah. And so it's just as a manifesting generator in particular, it's you really have to have faith that all of these things that you're interested in will culminate into something very beautiful and make you very successful and all of those things. And so when I learned that, the second thing that really like sold me on human design was I saw my my chart and I saw that I had a defined spleen. And at that time, the reason I was doing the manifestation stuff was because I knew I had a lot of like lack mentality and a lot of fears. And when I saw that my my splenic energy center in my chart, which is the survival center, it's where anxieties live, fears live, but it's also your like intuitive instincts of like, I smell a rat, something's not right here, right? So there's good and challenges to it. When I saw my splenic energy center was lit up like a Christmas tree and I'm like, oh my gosh. And the, the description I had read said something like, you know, you're going to have your own personal fears that you kind of need to work on. I'm like, there's something here. Like there's totally something here. So that's how I discovered it. And then in true fashion, I tend to go all in on things. And so I took a course and then Jenna's always like, Hey, I'm going to be doing this reader training. And if you, you know, take my training, I'm going to be looking for recommended readers. And so I just was like, I'm going in. And so I, I have, and I haven't stopped. And it's, it's been interesting enough. And there's so many layers and nuances to the, the chart that it just keeps my interest. It keeps my sacral very happy. Like I am very happy with human design because there's always a little nugget and something new to discover. So yeah. I was going to say, how long has human design been around for? Is it, it was downloaded or discovered in the, oh, 19- in the 80s. You did say that. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, but kind of like astrology, like you said, there's like all of these little things that you learn. That oh, it's change a little. Yes. Something I, yes. I will do readings for people and they will do follow-up sessions because they really just want, they either will they want to go deeper into other things we weren't able to cover. I've even had sessions where we're just dedicated to talking about one gate where help me work through this, the energy of this gate um, and the high expression of it and the low expression of it. Cause I feel like this is maybe my, you know, where I have some of my challenges. So I, yeah, it's, there's so many layers, so many layers. There is. Cause I remember I did the chart and I was like, oh, it's going to be so easy, right? I'll be able to figure this out on my own. And then I was like, whoa, <laughs> what is happening here? We'll put up a chart so everybody can see it. But I was like, I don't know what any of this stuff means. And I don't know if I have the mental capacity to sit down and do the research. So I luckily had you. Yes. (laughs) That did it for me. (laughs) Yes. Yes. It makes it easy. How do you kind of use human design in your everyday life or how to get through challenges? So I I really do try to follow my strategy and authority, but it's, it's hard because so my strategy and authority is to listen to that hell yes, right? To, But also we weren't able to get into this, but every energy type also has like a signet, <laughs> like a sign to let you know you're living your design. And then every energy type has a not self, we call it, that says you're not living your design. And so I really try to pay attention to, am I experiencing my sign, which is feeling satisfied? So for, I mean, just two weeks ago, I was busy, busy working because I just work, 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 and I'm doing things and I'm not really thinking about it. And I paused and I'm like, okay, is this work lighting me up? Well, it's not lighting me on fire right now because, you know, I'm not like in the like high of the first moment of wanting to do this, but I do feel satisfied like this. I feel that sense of satisfaction. So that's how I know when I'm in alignment. And the other way 
is it, it's really hard. Like you said before, it's hard to be your, to read your own chart. It's so hard to read your own chart. Like I even still kind of struggle. And I've actually thought about, you know, hiring somebody to do my own chart because it would be so great for somebody to tell me what they see. But the other thing is I do have an energy in my chart around really making sure to follow my own rhythms. It's one of the things that's really important to why I'm here. So that's one of the things is, is I really try to read my own energy and really kind of honor my own rhythms, the way I like to experience my 24 hour day, for example. So there's that. And I just, honestly, I try not to beat myself up. Um, you know, I will, I'm that person that starts working out and I'm great for like three months. And then we go on a cruise and then I forget about it. So, yeah. you know, I was, I was doing the workouts before we went on the cruise. And then since we've been back from the cruise in January, nothing, you know, I'm just like, I, it's so hard for me. So embracing the fact that I'm inconsistent as you know, when it comes to things. So that's, that's, those are, that's how I, I lean into my design. Kind of like how you were talking about earlier that it would be good to have a reflector and like, say a circle of friends do all energies kind of get along with each other like generically speaking like you know when you look at the zodiac signs you're like oh my perfect like counterpart is a capricorn or yeah for so example. there so there are synergy readings in fact i just did one this week with a couple and you can speak to the different energetics in the chart so any energy type can get together okay it's so there's nothing or around like work it together, you, you know, just like, would it be beneficial too for the workplace to know how everybody kind of falls into Absolutely. I have a virtual assistant and I like one of the first things after I hired her is let's do your chart. Cause I want to understand, and she's a manifester. And so, you know, I am able to, she's not going to be working this at the same level that I'm going to be, you know, outputting. And so, um, and it was just understanding her gifts and what she brings to the table and really honoring that. Um, and for example, you know, it can get, it gets really, it's really interesting, especially when certain energy centers, some people, one person has defined and the other person doesn't. So a good example is the root energy center at the bottom of the chart. It's a pressure center. Like it's, 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 it's pressure. Right. And so if one if like the man has a defined pressure center, a colored in pressure center, but the say the woman or the partner does not, then the partner who does not have that pressure center defined can pick up on the pressure. And it might feel like they're pressuring me all the time. Why are they pressuring me? You know what I mean? Yeah. And so it can, it can create some challenges, but then there's also the beauty of it is that you can leverage your partner's pr pressure or their pressure center to help you get kickstart things right so there's all these like nuances that really come into play that can be really helpful in those couples like synergy conversations for sure I love that it's like we can yeah. all find each other's gift yes how do you kind of balance all of your like you have so many different like paths that you're kind of working through right now and growing your business and the human design world. How do you balance and find time for yourself and do self-care? So the first thing I, I just going to have to say, I, I have to be very careful because I love working. Mm -hmm. Like when somebody says, what is your hobby? I'm like, 
trying to make money. Like, I don't know what else to say. Like, I'm trying to be, like, I'm successful. I'm also Capricorn. It's my <laughs> biggest fear factor whenever somebody on dates is like, what do you do in your spare time? I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I don't know. I just, what do you want me I, to do, knit? I don't, I don't. <laughs> I know. So I love working. I love what I'm doing, especially for my business. My job, not so much, but like, I really love what I'm doing in my business. And so I can do it like all the time. So I have to be very intentional. So I do that by right now, we live in an area of the country that has a lot of um, cool things to see and some great weather. So we're in the Miami area. And so I try to be really intentional with my time and say, okay, I don't have any readings this Saturday. Let's go somewhere. Like, let's go to the keys. Let's go here, there. Right. Yeah. Um, so I try to be intentional. I do check in with my husband and I'm like, are you getting what you need from me? <laughs> because <laughs> I'm that person that's watching television and like typing on my computer until, you know, uh -huh. I go to bed. So I do check in there, but I have to be very intentional. And I do try to embrace uh, the rhythms. Like I said, for example, if my body wakes up at 5.30 a.m. and lately, this is a very new thing actually for me. I used to lay in bed, try to get some more sleep. And, and over the last few weeks, I'm like, you know what? My body's ready. Like, why am I, I don't feel tired. Why am I trying to make myself go to sleep? So I'll get up and read a book or I'll start my day early and take a shower or I'll make coffee or whatever it is. And so I'm just really trying to be more aware of my natural rhythms and read my own energy. The other thing is I have, um, I don't know about you, this is kind of woo, but I get my best ideas at four, five, six o'clock early in the morning. I, my brain just turns on and it's like, you should do this and you should do that. And it's almost like, I don't know if you believe in spirit guides, but it's like somebody's like, or my higher self is like trying to say, here's what you should do. And so instead of laying there, I will get up and write those things down now. And instead of, because otherwise if I do lay there too long, I forget. And then I'm like, what did I, you know, so... I know I do love the early mornings. Like I get up usually around seven every day, but like today I was up at 530. So we're together on that. <laughs> but I was like, there is something nice. So I get the 4 a.m. club that everybody says that you need. I was like, there is something about that quiet time in the morning where you know that nobody's probably calling or texting you. You can just kind of have like a little coffee and like get your day started in that way. Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much for sharing. I feel like we could go on and on and on forever about yes. all the different human design, but we'll have to have you back and put out there on social media to see if there's any specifics anybody wants to cover. Thank yes, you. I'm happy to answer questions because um, we really did go at a high level and we skimmed a lot of topics that really have a lot of deep ass, you know, that are very nuanced. So, well, all you have to do is pull your chart on <laughs> one of the websites and then you're going to need Tiffany in your life. Tell everybody where they can find you. Yes. Okay. So I can be found at my website. So my website is a luxuriousmind.com. And I specifically titled it that because I'm a manifesting generator and I knew I needed a place to have all of my different interests and, you know, like everything, including human design. And I can also be found on Instagram at a luxurious mind or Tiffany Harrisonova. 
I'm more active on Instagram, but I'm not very active on Instagram. It's really just me personal on there. So if you want to see what I'm up to, that's what I, where you can find me. I also pretty much friend anybody on Facebook if they find me. And then I do have a YouTube channel, a baby YouTube channel where I kind of talk about, I am going to start talking more about human design. I just need to do it in a way that feels energetically um, correct or right for me. And I, so I will be talking about human design. I do have some human design videos on there, but I also do some stuff around planners, journals, flip throughs. I create my own planners. And then I also um, am into tarot cards and Oracle cards. So there's content on there like that. So gosh, I love it. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us. So you're, you're welcome.